This is the Incremental Gains Podcast, helping you to improve on yesterday, every day. This podcast is brought to you by Maximum Edge CIC. Maximum Edge deliver training and learning opportunities for individuals who are facing many barriers to progressing and achieving in life. Maximum Edge works with people in workshops and one-to-one sessions to support them to make changes in their lives so they can progress and move forward in fulfilling their full potential. They work with people in local communities and sports with the aim of investing in people, which in turn will help to strengthen communities. For more information, go to MaximumEdge.org.uk Good morning everyone. Welcome to today's session. Today I want to take a look at unlocking your potential. Now it's going to be split into four parts. So part one, identifying what is important. So what is important to you, so that may come down to your values, your beliefs. Everyone's different. Everyone has different priorities in their life, so we're going to look at identifying what is important to you. In part two, we're going to look at increasing positive energy, whether that be in relationships, in motivation, in anything that you do in life, creating energy, positive energy, so you can build momentum. In part three, we're going to take stock of the skills that you have. And then part four, going to look at the freedom of boundaries again looking into relationships a little bit of looking into um, conflict as I go through the different sessions each heading has a worksheet a couple of worksheets with it on the PDF you may be listening to this audio program as a standalone session So you may not have the handouts with you, that's fine. What I'll do is I'll explain as I go along the exercises that I want you to carry out. But it probably would be a good idea, if you're listening to this session today, to have a pen and a pad handy. If you are listening to this podcast and you've downloaded the full session, then you will have the handouts with you and I'll refer to those handouts as I go along. Identifying what is important. So the aims of this session look to acknowledge what is important to you in your life. We're going to look to recognise what you value and what makes you feel good. And to improve self-awareness. So we're looking at your priorities. When you look at what's important to you in your life, what do you value the most? For some people it may may be financial. Maybe you might value relationships more in your life, your family, your friends. Obviously different people have different values and that will be based on your background, your environment where you grew up in, your parents. A lot of these values and beliefs get passed on from our parents, from our key people of influence in your life. That may be a peer group, that may be mentors. So what I want you to do is just think back 
So when you were younger, or even as a child, think of something you wanted to do or be when you were older. Just pause the recording and think about that for a few minutes. If you're working with this session with a group of people, then discuss this in the group you're in or in pairs. Now we're going to go to the activity. My dream life. And I want you to look at handouts one and two specifically. So handout one. In handout one, you've got a, se with a series of clouds. Seven clouds. Now before we go to fill in handout one, what I want you to do is we've just thought back about things that we wanted to achieve. Looking back at when we were younger. Now I want you to think about some of the dreams you have for now. For the future. Please don't write things down that you think people want to hear from you. You want to raise a family. You want to get married. You want to volunteer and help the homeless. You might even just want a promotion at work. You might be thinking about upskilling yourself. Earning some more qualifications. Please spend a few minutes just writing down everything you can think of that you want to achieve. Whether that's something that is utterly, utterly out there. And also the things that you can, you can improve on now. And then we're going to look at handout one. So fill in these clouds. And if you think about your dream life. Think about what your dream life. Not someone else's dream life. Your dream life. Not the dream life of your partner. Not the dream life of your parents. Your dream life. What are your ambitions and hopes? Now each cloud represents a different aspect of your life. So work life, social life, family life, relationships, where you are now, and another two aspects of your life that you want to concentrate on. That may be spiritual, maybe financial, maybe health and well-being. Can you see how different values are assigned to maybe the different aspects of your life. Different things you want to achieve reflect themselves in the different clouds of your dream life. Now we're going to look at handout two. Again, if you're not looking at the actual handout from the Maximum Edge website, then on a piece of paper, simply write down the following attributes. And we're going to rate these in order of one to five. One being not important and five being very important. And again, we're looking at you, looking at how much value do you put on these attributes. So as I read down these different attributes of personality, different values, different belief systems, I want you to assign a value, one to five. At the end of the task, once I've read out the last attribute, I want you to just pause the, the recording as there may be other attributes that you think might be important to you or not important to you that I've not mentioned. Spend a little bit of time thinking about things that may not have been mentioned in the list. It's not, a, not an exhaustive list, but it does cover quite, quite a lot. So identifying what is important, handout two. 
independence. One being not important, very important being five. Status. Being creative and using your imagination. Risk taking. Helping other people. Friendships. Security. Challenge. Love. Learning. Routine. Physical challenge. Being respected. Having contact with other people. Family life. Responsibility. Having fun and enjoying life. Having pleasant surroundings. Promotion. Personal values. Making decisions. Being able to do the things you want to do. Having alone time. Recognition. Variety. Now just spend a few more minutes thinking of any other attributes that I may have missed. And again, add them a value. One to five. Now when we look at both of the handouts together. You should be able to see now and have a good idea of what you value most in life. What you value, what's important to you, what your priorities are. And how you want your future life to be, so the things you want to achieve. Are you surprised by what you've written down? Have a look at what's on the paper. Are you nodding your head thinking, yes, I can see that, that's who I think I am. That's a good representation. Yeah, I value family. I also value alone time. Things I want to achieve, I'm looking for promotion. I'm looking to achieve, I'm looking to run a 10k this year. Or is it the other way? Are you looking and think you didn't realise that's what you valued? You didn't realise that you valued relationships over money? Or vice versa? When was the last time, if ever, have you sat down and looked at yourself in this way? How often do you spend time reflecting on your life? Breaking your life down into the different aspects like in the cloud exercise? And looking at how you want things to be. Is the way you're living your life now, does it complement the way it would like to be? So the way you live your life now, in each of those different aspects, is that a good foundation or a good platform to go on to achieve the things that you want to achieve in your dream life exercise? It's an important question to ask. You may have these dreams, what you want to achieve, with these values that have been instilled in you. But are your actions now, the things you are doing now, is that a good platform or a good foundation to be able to build on? Let's look at a little example. You might be looking for a promotion at work. You want to be a manager looking at promotion in the next 12 months. So the way you currently are at work, 
are you doing the right things now to be able to achieve that later in later in life later down the line so do you turn up to work on time how do you present yourself in work what are your relationships like in work how do other people look at you in that working environment it's not an easy question to ask and it's not an easy thing to do it's to look at yourself through the eyes of somebody else how does how do other people perceive you i want you to ask yourself now is it important to have dreams is it important to plan and have goals and if so why and if not why not the last task i want you to do in this section is complete this sentence a dream that I have is and what is it that's important about this to me now the homework for the last bit of this session and what I want you to do and take away from this episode is I want you to take one step towards that dream That might be sharing the dream with a partner, a friend or parent. That might be going on the internet and doing some research about it. It may even be working out an action plan, working from what you want to achieve, working backwards to now, to how you're going to achieve that. It may even be looking at how you manage your time, time management. You might not have room within your lifestyle to do anything else during the day you may not have any free time I'm sure you have a lot of us spend more time on Facebook and watching telly and on YouTube maybe it's a case of getting up an hour earlier maybe your lifestyle doesn't fit that there may be somewhere where you can get some time back so that might be something you could do look at where you can claw a little bit of time back within your working day or your working week for you to move forward with these dreams may sound like a cliche but a good piece of advice that I was given was never leave the scene of a good idea without action how many times have we had these dreams or these thoughts and we've got oh my oh, that's an awesome idea right I'm going to do that tomorrow or just before you go to bed at night I'll think I'll do that tomorrow and you wake up and you, you can't remember what you did or you're less motivated to do it so never leave the scene of an idea without action action is the one difference that separates people who just have dreams and to people who actually achieve things. Action is the difference. Ask yourself what's the one thing you can do now. And if you want to stop the recording now, the next session will be increasing positive energy. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second session in Unlocking Your Potential with Maximum Edge. So in this session we're going to be looking at increasing positive energy. The aims of this session, we're going to explore the barriers to positive energy. We're going to discover things that drain your energy systems. And we're going to look to develop a system to increase positive energy. Again, if you're just listening to this as a standalone episode, some of the exercises I'm going to ask you to carry out, I do recommend you have a pad and um, a pen handy. Otherwise, you can find the actual handouts on the Maximum Edge download. 
So some, most people in life are conditioned to accept life as it is. And they should accept the best of their situation. They run around sorting out problems and dealing with things that they would rather not deal with. Sometimes it's easier to leave things as they are than risk trying to offend someone or trying something new, getting out of your comfort zone. Sometimes if it was just one thing, it might not be so bad. A lot of people tolerate a lot of things that drain a lot of energy. Sometimes we just put up with situations. Think about some of the things that you just put up with. We think this is normal, but it's not normal. We accept these energy drains. Think of the people who you, who you come into contact with on a daily basis. How many of them, and I use the term mood hoovers, how many of them drain you of energy, of positive energy, and once you've left their company, you feel as though they've sucked all the positiveness out of you, and they may just complain, and you walk away with hunched shoulders. How many times during a day do you come across people who drain the energy from you? But on the other hand, how many people do you come into contact with who when you've left their company and you've finished talking to them, do you feel energised? Do you feel like, yes, you feel inspired? You feel motivated? Whether that's from the person being supportive or just being inspiring or leading by example. So for the first activity, think about some of the things that you put up with from yourself and from others. So for example, you may always seem to do what your partner or your friend wants to do and you have no input. Or someone who you support, maybe at work or in your personal life. But when you ask for support back, you never seem to get it. But what do you put up from yourself? This may be a little bit more difficult to answer. I certainly put up from myself is I know when I get tired, me self-talk seems to become more negative and I just seem to put up with that. You may put up with yourself that you don't. There's things to do job-wise around the house and you, you just put them off. You may not be making time to contact a friend who you've not seen or spoke to for a while. Maybe a sense of pride just to pick up that phone and make first contact. Maybe putting up with the fact that you, you're wasting time just watching TV. So now we're going to look at activity. Handout one, increasing positive energy. So we're going to look at five things that you put up with in your life and things that you would like to change. So if you're working on your own in this as a standalone episode, you can use the handouts or you can write five things down. If you're working in pairs or groups, you can discuss this between yourselves about how you could stop accepting the situation. So handout one, I want you to list the five things that you put up with that you want to change. And then by the side of each one, I want you to write down what you will do to stop accepting the situation. 
and then in the third column, write down when you will carry this out. Give yourself a deadline, a date. So your five examples may be arguing when you get home, not taking on others' baggage, wasting Sunday afternoons because of a hangover from the night before. These are just a few examples. Remember to think about things that you put up with from yourself and that you put up with from others. Take a few minutes now to complete this exercise. Now, a homework for this section. I want you to carry out at least one of your chosen changes. Your confidence, your self-confidence, your self-talk is going to grow with each task that you achieve. And what that'll do, you'll feel energy and you'll build momentum and you'll be able to grow in a positive way. What I suggest you do is you keep a diary or even use a dictaphone app on your phone or write down in the notes section about how you feel after you achieve each goal, each one of these five things that you, you want to change. Write down how you feel as you work your way through them. And it's about building momentum, building on each, on each, on each victory. And once you've done all five, go back, sit down and write five more. Don't get me wrong, some of the ways you may deal with some of the things that, that get you down, that you put up with. They may be difficult, it may mean that you need to avoid certain situations or remove certain people from your life it's not going to be easy but what's the alternative maybe you just need to sit down conversation to explain if it is regarding an individual maybe they aren't aware that that's what they're doing we do struggle to take an objective look at our behaviours especially from our own perspective. We look at things through our view of the world, but we never flip that on its head and look at how we are perceived. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you in part three, taking stock of your skills. Thank you. Hello everyone. How you doing? Hello again. This is part three of the Unlocking Your Potential with Maximum Edge. In part three, we're looking at taking stock of the skills that you have as an individual. Now, the aims of this session, we're going to look at exploring our personal skills. We're going to look to discover which skills will help us achieve personal goals or dreams. This links into session one that we did. And we're going to look to plan and develop additional skills needed to reach the goals that we set out. So we're looking at what are you good at? What are the things that you are good at? And what skills do you need that you don't have? We all play different roles in life. But we also play different roles within each different environment that we find ourselves in life. So you might be a friend, might be a husband, might be a wife. But then you're also the role that you carry out at work. Are you a listener? Are you a peacekeeper? Are you a motivator? Are you the manager? Or are you the cleaner? 
both the manager and the cleaner will have different sets of skills in their work environment, but they may have similar sets of skills in terms of being a good listener, giving advice. Are you a gardener? Do you like working outside? Are you a cook? Do you like following processes? Or do you like to use your own initiative? Ask yourself, what role do you carry out in each of the different aspects of your life? State something that you have a talent for and are good at doing. It might be you're good at organising, You might be cooking, cleaning, keeping a diary, cheering people up, taking responsibility, volunteering. Again, if you're carrying out this session as a standalone episode, if you're working in pairs or in a group, please discuss all these roles that you have in life. If you're carrying this out on your own, with a pen and a pad, write down all the roles that you have in your life. Taking stock of your skills, hand out one. Write down 10 roles that you have in life to help you with this. Think about the different aspects of life. For example, the ones that you filled in in the dream life exercise in session one with the clouds. Think about those different aspects of your life, your family life, your social life. Think about the different roles within those aspects of your life. Now choose one role from that list. Now they're not in order of any importance, so one isn't the most important, ten's the least. They're just ten roles that you have. Now take one role from the list, one that you really enjoy. Now discuss and write down all the skills that you've developed to fulfil that role. So if you've put you're a mum, then what skills do you use to fulfil this role? So that might be you're good at organising, friendly, good at keeping discipline, good communication skills. It might be that you put others before yourself. Spend a little bit of time going through this with one of the roles that you have in your life. Now, if you're doing this in a group, share your goal. Now, on handout two, I want you to write down a goal, an ambition or a dream, maybe using one that you come up with in session one and identifying what is important. And I want you to write down what the dream is and then write down the skills that you have that are going to help you achieve that dream. Now this is all on handout two. If you're not doing it with the handouts on a pad, please write down the goal and write down the skills that you already have that are going to help you achieve this. Now write down the skills that you need to develop. The new skills that you need to develop. Is there a gap in your skill set? What skills do you need to develop to achieve this goal, this dream, this ambition? Now, if you're doing this in a group, take the time to share this goal within the group. Or just in pairs. And explain the skills that you've discovered that you have. And then talk about any new skills that you may need to develop. Is this something that's come as a surprise to you? Did you not know that you didn't have this skill and again going back to the um, second session that we did take action what is the one thing that you could do now never leave the scene of a good idea without action now some homework 
would be to repeat this exercise for each of the rolls that you've carried out on handout one. And as you complete this for each roll, you'll discover all the additional skills that you already have. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in session four. Hello everyone! Welcome to the fourth session in the Unlocking Potential with Maximum Edge. This is session number four, the freedom of boundaries. And in this session we're going to look at understanding what boundaries are, we're going to explore personal boundaries, and we're going to look at setting personal boundaries. First of all, what do we mean by boundaries? Well, boundaries are the rules that we set so that other people can't harm us. That our personal defences, certain boundaries, a simple example of this can be your personal space. So a boundary that you would set is how close you feel comfortable. How close is comfortable for you when dealing with having interactions with other people. Some people may not be comfortable with people being closer than arm's length. They might feel very vulnerable, intimidated. Another example of a boundary could be when people are talking, what subjects are off limits if they start talking about your children or your wife or your husband. Is that a little bit like, whoa, you've gone over the line there. Another boundary may be if they start talking about appearance, there might be some boundaries that you have about people commenting on maybe the types of food that you're eating. Those kind of things, it's the defences that we put up, the lines that we don't like people crossing. So what are we, ask yourself these questions by putting up these defences or having these lines in the sand that people shouldn't cross, that we don't want to cross. What is it that we're protecting? Think about this for a few minutes or discuss it with the group or in pairs. What are you protecting? And what happens when we have weak boundaries or no boundaries at all? What would happen? And alternatively, what happens when we have strong boundaries and there's no give? That line in the sand is not a line in the sand anymore, it's a concrete wall. So we're going to look at handout one and we're going to use the first example's already written down in the handout as a guide. Again, if you just read it, if you just listen to this as a standalone episode, it'd be a good idea to have a pen and a paper handy. And the first three examples are using your manager at work. Example two is using a sibling, a brother or a sister, or a friend. And the third example is a son or a daughter. You may come up with, you may already have examples in your head of people who you know have had experience with crossing these boundaries. Now as difficult as it may feel, at some point you're going to need to sit down with the person involved who you've got this issue with with boundaries. And you're going to have to talk through what you felt was unacceptable and tell them what you want to happen instead. Now this is going to take a conversation Well, you're both on the same level with each other. What I mean by that is you're not talking to each other on an emotional level. You're being very objective and there's going to be a bit of give and take. So, the handouts. Using these examples, 
want you to write down in the next column the unacceptable behavior where the person has crossed the line or crossed the boundary. So it might be, for example, your manager at work shouts at you in front of the other members of staff. Now, what would you consider to be the acceptable version of that behavior? Ask to speak to you in private or simply communicate with you by not shouting at all. Example two, using the sister or a brother. They may not offer support and belittle any ideas that you have. An acceptable version of that behavior may be to listen and try and understand the point of view, put themselves in your shoes. The example with the son or the daughter, or alternatively somebody else who lives in your household. The unacceptable behavior may be that they're not contributing to household expenses, household chores, pulling the weights around the house. The acceptable behaviour would be then to agree for them to pay a, a, a certain amount every month or every week and or come up with a rota to where you take it in turns and there's a shared workload of the chores around the house. So spend a little bit of time filling in any more examples that you think of that might relate to your life. Now the next activity, if you're working in pairs, Choose one unacceptable behaviour and use role play within the groups to create the scene of what you would like to happen. Now discuss and explain what you would do with the person involved. So again, use the manager as the example. Have a bit of fun with this. Someone will be the manager. Now you replay the um, scenario. Discuss between you what you think you would want to happen explain why you want it to happen this way you don't like being shouted out in front of the other members of staff you'd appreciate if you would talk to me in private or simply there's no need to shout explain and then carry out the scenario again with the new acceptable behavior now when we look at boundaries a lot of times before a boundary is crossed we need to be aware of what we call warning triggers That means that the boundary is close to being challenged. So this gives us an opportunity then to remind the other person involved that you're getting close to stepping, overstepping the mark. So next we're going to look at handout two. Again, using the first examples as a guide. So we'll look at handout two, the freedom of boundaries. So we've got four columns using the examples from handout one. We've got the person involved in the boundary issue. In the next column, we've got what the boundary was or is. In the next column, we've got what the warning trigger may be. And in the final column, what you will do. So if we go back to the example of a sister or a brother, the boundary might be they belittle your ideas constantly. They're not supportive. The warning trigger may be that they've switched off, they're not listening to you, they're on the phone constantly when you're trying to talk to them, they're watching the telly, they've got the radio on, they might be looking down reading. That's the warning trigger. So what will you do about it? So for example, you could state, 
excuse me, you're obviously not listening to me, you're watching the TV. Can you please turn the TV off? Try and have a conversation and listen to what I want to say. You may have an issue with a partner. Or you feel the boundary is the taking advantage of you. Now the trigger may be that they've arranged to do something when the person's already agreed to maybe look after um, a daughter, to mind the dog, to be in for a delivery. That's the warning trigger. They've stepped over that boundary. So what will you do? How can you rectify this? So more acceptable behaviour might be that you would like the person to discuss with you before committing to the already arranged time or saying that they won't be able to do that. It needs communication, you need to sit down to discuss the arrangements before committing to it. Another boundary that you may have, maybe a husband or a wife or a partner or even parents if you're still living at home, maybe not allowing you to do stuff for yourself, maybe they feel insecure about you going off and doing something of your own activity on your own, like maybe joining a sports club or some sort of social group. And the warning triggers might simply be making you feel guilty. They may always try and have something planned so you haven't got the flexibility in your schedule to go and do something like that. When you return home from whatever social activity you decide you want to get involved with or meeting friends, that again, you're made to feel guilty. So what can you do? Again, it's all about communication, setting out those boundaries. You could simply say something like, the fact that you want to go out and socialise is not a reflection on the way you feel about the person. You simply need time for yourself, your own needs, whether that be in health, well-being. And that you could, you could simply state that you need a little bit of time just for yourself to have your own activities, your own interests. And that is not a reflection on the relationship that you have. We all have our own interests. And we do need our own space sometime. And you can explain that just because you're going out on this night doing this doesn't mean that we can't spend time together when I come back or on another, another day. But the activity that you're deciding to do is important to you. You enjoy doing it. And there isn't any need to feel jealous or insecure about it. Maybe you need to reassure the person the way you feel about them and that nothing's going to change just because you are doing this or going doing this activity. The more you can communicate with the person you have the boundary with, the better the relationship will be. Now you might think unlocking our potential. Where does boundaries come into it? Well, the boundaries might be contributing to a set of limiting beliefs, stopping you achieving your potential. It also comes into play when we look at our goals and our dreams. A lot of the time we don't look at how our dreams and our goals affect the other people around us in our lives. Is that goal going to have a positive effect on the other people in our lives? Is it going to have a negative effect on the other people in our lives? We need to look at this because it's important as to whether 
it's going to allow us to achieve it. And having these boundaries, the more we can communicate our boundaries with other people and what we feel is unacceptable behaviour. A two-sided conversation, obviously. I'm not talking about just one-way traffic. You telling these about these, you telling this person about your boundaries and how you would like it to be needs a bit of compromise, maybe. But understanding these boundaries and communicating these ideas to the other person will make your relationship stronger, and it will enable you to unlock the potential inside and achieve your goals and your dreams. So that's the end of the session, Unlocking Your Potential. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you have any questions or have any feedback, please go to the Maximum Edge website. We welcome any feedback on how we can improve our services. Thank you.